This is the ministry from Sovereign Grace Reformed Church in Tiverton, Devon, United Kingdom. considering what true saving faith looks like according to the Holy Bible. What does true saving faith look like according to the Holy Bible? God's word here is very clear in this respect, that it is only true saving faith that is wrought by the Holy Spirit of God that will in the end justify and sanctify the believer. There is such a thing, dear friends, as a dead faith. There is such a thing as a dead counterfeit faith. Just as there is a, a dead orthodoxy, so it is true with faith. Such a faith, dear friends, we see uh, in our society today is really we see is of, of, of many people's own doing. And such a faith is more interested in having men in admiration of them, dear friends. And this is, this is a dead faith. Millions and millions of professors, I believe, have such a faith. Just more interested in, in, in having the outward veneer of a Christian. Well, Christ put it well when he said in John 12, 43, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Of course, the Pharisees were more interested in, in the praise of men than the praise of God. And so our great concern, really, this Lord's Day, is to see what type of faith that we have. Because really, our never-dying souls depend upon it. What does true saving faith in the Bible look like? And do we have it? Well, God's word here in Hebrews 11 furnishes us with the great heroes of the faith, that hall of faith, and many of which were trophies of God's grace, who had this true uh, Holy Spirit wrought, saving faith, justifying faith, sanctifying faith. And one such person we have in mind this Lord's Day, of course, is that notorious sinner, the harlot Rahab who literally spent a life in sin, away from God, using what God had given her, using her body, and living away from God. But we see here this change of allegiance, yeah, this turning in her, her life. We see here what a great work of true saving faith has done in our hearts. Rahab had true saving faith, which was wars of God. The question is, what does this faith look like? And do we have it? Do we have true saving faith? Well, to help answer this question, let us consider the following four points. Four points to consider whether we have true saving faith in the Lord, wrought by the Holy Spirit. Our first point is, true saving faith, firstly, is not ignorant of who God is. True saving faith is not ignorant of who God is. Secondly, true saving faith does not keep old allegiances. True saving faith does not keep old allegiances. There is a turning. Thirdly, true saving faith believes in God's way of salvation. 
doesn't have one foot in Jericho and one foot in the armies of Israel. True saving faith has one, has believes in God's way of salvation, not their own. And fourthly, true saving faith helps God's people and helps God's causes. This is a faith in action. It's not a dead orthodox faith. It's not a counterfeit faith. It is a faith in action. It moves according to the word and promises of God. And so to begin with, firstly, true saving faith is not ignorant of who God is. Rahab says to the two spies, which she hid in their roof in the flax, she said in Joshua 2, 9 through 11, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. In verse 10, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, when you came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites, that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And verse 11, And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man, because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Like I said, friends, true saving faith in the Lord is not ignorant to who God is. Rahab confesses here that it is only the God of Israel who is the one true creator God. You see, she spent a life worshipping false gods. The, the many gods, that, the, that wicked city that was under God's judgment, the city of Jericho, the many false gods of this world, she spent her, her life worshipping. But now she confesses that it is the God of Israel who is the one true God of heaven and earth. That it is He, the God of Israel, who is the Creator God and who is the Almighty God who dried up the Red Sea, that delivered His people. That He is the Creator God, He is the Saviour God, He is the Sovereign God, that He is the one who is in control. And those, that fortified city with its great walls and its great king, well, that meant nothing to God. God is the true God. And she understood something about God, about the God of Israel. She wasn't ignorant of who God is. Not all roads, dear friends, lead to Rome. You cannot be converted and saved if you believe that all religions and all faiths lead to salvation. It's sad to say many people in our day believe in that. They believe that you can believe in the Lord Jesus and Muhammad and Buddha and this type of ecumenical belief and that if you, it doesn't matter what you believe in, as long as you think highly of Christ and Buddha, that all these words, they, they lead to God anyway. That's not true, dear friends. God will give his glory to no other. There's only one way, dear friends, to God, and that's through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we, we as a church are not part of the Churches Together movement. We're not part of it, because it's a, a complete compromise upon the word of God. There's only one way 
And Christ said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not Muhammad, not Buddha, not the Pope, not any way. There's only one mediator between us and God, and that's the man of Christ Jesus, the God-man. And so we see here, firstly, that true saving faith is not an ignorance of who God is. The one true God is not only a God of love and mercy, He is a God of judgment. He is a just God. God must therefore punish sin and evildoers. Rahab knew that. Rahab spent her life prostituting what God had given her. She she used her body and her looks and what had God given her to entrap men's souls. She, she, as it were, was on the front line. Really, as a picture, she was her house was on the walls of Jericho. Really, it's a picture that she put her security, her trust, really, in, in earthly ideals, in the strength of, of, of men, in the strength, earthly strength. She, she was a house on those city walls, as it were. She, she, she thought, well, these earthly securities, this is my strength. No one can conquer this great fortified city of Jericho. This was her strength. You see, her looks, her, her, her money, getting all these things and trapping men's souls. That was what she lived for. It, she lived for the, the things of this world, the carnal things of this world. But you see, dear friends, she heard about what the God of Israel was doing. That it was the God of Israel, that he was the true God. And all these earthly securities, all these things she put her trust in, her body, her looks, all the, 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 the might of the king, the fortified city, all these things that, that days gone past she put her trust in, well, they are but dust before God, the God of heaven. They are nothing before God. The God that could drive the Red Sea and, and deliver his people through. And so we see, dear friends, that Rahab, Rahab the harlot here, was not ignorant of who God is. She got woken up by the Holy Spirit of God. She understood that God is coming in judgment on that wicked city, that wicked city that accommodated her sin. And she knew that she had to turn from her sin. That city was under God's judgment. She had to turn from it. You see, there there was true repentance there in her heart, and she moved, and she turned to the God of Israel. Well, this brings us to our second point. That true saving faith does not keep old allegiances. True saving faith does not keep old allegiances. An allegiance simply means to devote and tie oneself to a a sovereign or a government. I'm devoted to the the king of uh, Jericho. I'm devoted to the city. I'm, I'm an outstanding citizen. She, she, her allegiance was really to the things of this world. She gave her heart to the things of this world. But now, but now we see her allegiance has changed. Rahab's allegiance to the king of Jericho was broken. She no longer put her trust in his armies and in those fortified walls. 
Because her allegiance changed, her heart changed also. And it changed at, at the sake of her life. She was willing to give up her life. And this, this is what real faith is. It's substitutionary. A bit like we, we thought about with Judah. A life for a life. She is willing to give up her life. And if we see that with the spies. Her allegiance had changed, her heart did it also. The king of Jericho allowed and accommodated her prostituting lifestyle. This city was given over to all types of wickedness. But she knew full well that God's judgment was upon that wicked city. And no doubt God's judgment was upon her. She was first in line for God's judgment of being upon that wall. She was one of the first people, as it were, that would have been slaughtered. She knew it. She knew God was coming for her. She knew that God was declaring war upon her and that city, that wicked Sodom-like city. Therefore, it is obvious to state that true repentance was made by Rahab. She had spent a life, like I said, entrapping men's souls by what God had given her, by her body, by her eyes, luring them in. But now she is using what God has given her to help God's people. What a change of heart. This is true saving faith in action. Is this true of us, dear friends? Is this true saving faith of us? Have you left the world's side? Are you on God's side now? Have you left the world of Jericho, as it were? Do you still love and accommodate your sin like Rahab? used to do. Do you now hate your sin? You, do you hate it? That which, that which is, is, it makes you alienated from God, it separates you from God, that makes you under God's wrath and judgment. Do you hate it? Do you fight against it and strive against it? And do you seek like Rahab to turn from it to the, God, the living God, the God of Israel, the Saviour God, the Deliverer? And do you seek to frame your life around the means of God's grace? That's what she did. That's what she sought. And so once again, our second point, point, true saving faith does not keep old allegiances. There's a turning. There's a change. There's a turning in her heart. How little, friends, do those know of true saving faith who continue to accommodate King's sin. They continue to accommodate King's sin. They're still at home in their sin. They're still living in their sin. We don't see this with Rahab. There is a turning here. Those earthly walls of Jericho remain secure in her, secure in minds. There's no fear of God before their eyes. They do not believe in God's judgments. You see, this is this is like the worldling. That that that. That the things of this world, you see, the, 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 the false security of this world, they, they, they seem like the Jericho walls. They seem so outwardly, they seem to be so secure. The Hollywood ideals. Well, I can just eat and live and for tomorrow we die. I'm secure as long as I've got my health and my, my fitness. I'm, I'm secure upon these walls. I've got the, the mighty king of Jericho. I've got all the armies. I'm not, I'm not in any trouble here. It's exactly the same. We, we pretend that, that will escape God's judgment. That, that's what the scriptures say. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? We will not escape. 
God has declared war upon every sinner that rebels from Him. He's coming in judgment. We mu- there must be a true turning. There must be a change in allegiance. True saving faith, allegiance changes from the God of this world, the devil, to the God of heaven, the God of Israel. From the flesh to the, the matters of the soul. From the carnal to the spiritual. From the temporary to the eternal. If I could just ask an honest question with all of us gathered here today. Has this change happened in you? Do you have true saving faith? Is this true of you? Has there been a, a period in your life where true, you have true saving faith? Where, where God has so, so spoke to you through the word, so convicted you that you have changed. You, you've, you've left off this world's system. You've completely forsaken it. Your sin and the security of this, of this world and you've sought the Lord with all your heart. Well, this then now brings us to our third point. True saving faith believes in God's way of salvation. And I believe this is why many people are deceived nowadays. Many, many professors are, are deceived nowadays. True saving faith believes in God's way of salvation. It's exclusive. Not man's way to save himself, but God's way of salvation. Over and over again in Joshua 2, does Rahab refer to the God of Israel as the Lord. And you'll notice in your King James Bible that the Lord is in capital letters specifically, which, which, which refers to the Lord Jehovah, the faithful God, the God who keeps promises, eternal covenant and promises to his people forever. The promise he made with Abraham that he will save both Jew and Gentile, all those who will look to him and look outside of themselves and look to the faithful covenant-keeping God. He will save them. And we see here over and over again Rahab referring to the Lord, the Lord Jehovah, the faithful God, the God who is the living God, who keeps his promises, who will not break his promises, that any who truly turn to him and forsake their sin and look to him will be saved. In verses 9, 10 and 11 and 12, she says, I know, verse 9, that the Lord have given you the land and that your terror has fallen upon us. Verses 10, for we have heard how the Lord, capital letters, the Lord Jehovah dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. In other words, it's the Lord who is the deliverer. It's the Lord Jehovah, the Saviour, the Redeemer of Israel. It's Him, the mighty deliverer and faithful covenant-keeping God who has given an eternal covenant. It's the Lord who delivered. She is saying this, Rahab. And then verse 11, it says, For the Lord, your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. It's the Lord. Your, the Lord, your God, is not only the creator, he's the saviour. The Lord is powerful. The Lord who saved you, the mighty God of Israel, is not only the creator, he's the saviour. He saved you. And she says, wonderfully in verse 12, 
Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by who? By the Lord! By the Lord, you see. She doesn't want men's promises here. That would be useless to her. She says, swear to me. Swear to me by the Lord. By the Lord. I want the Lord's assurance here that he's going to save me. Swear to me, I pray thee, by the Lord. If, if the Lord makes a, a, a promise to me that he'll save me, he will save me. True saving faith, friends, is not ignorant concerning God's way of salvation. It's not ignorant of God's way of salvation. It is only through the Lord. It is only by the Lord can we be converted. This teaching that somehow we can be saved by our own strength or by reforming ourselves or by our good deeds or by understanding certain bits of doctrine, that's the biggest lie the devil will have you know. Sit in your pew, be a, 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 a pew warmer. Many people are today. That's the biggest lie. It's the Lord. It's only through the Lord. It's only through His finished work on the cross of Calvary. You see, Rahab had nothing to stand upon. She, she prostituted her life. She used what God had given her. She lived far away from God. She was in first in line to be struck down by the Lord. She knew it. She knew God was coming. God's, and she believed in it. And she was moved by fear to, to believe in the Lord. That the Lord was able to save her, to deliver her. She believed in it, friend. She was not ignorant. And it was only the Lord. And this is the same God today. It is only by faith in the Lord can we be saved. Through His finished work on the cross of Calvary. Like that, that thief. That thief had no ground to stand upon. He, he just said, remember me. That's it. I deserve hell. I don't deserve heaven. But he just said, remember me. In other words, he was saying, I don't deserve salvation, but I do now believe that you are the Son of God. I do believe that you are the Saviour God. Just remember me. Have mercy upon me. And what did the Lord Jesus say? This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. No works. No works at all. Justified by faith alone. In Christ alone. To God's glory alone. God must get the glory, you see. And this is exactly the same as Rahab. True saving faith is not ignorant of God's way of salvation. It is only through and by the Lord. Is this true of you and I, friends? Have we sought God on His terms, according to the Holy Bible? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way back to God from the dark paths of sin. He is the one that can truly give us eternal life in Him. He is the truth behind why we exist. And so, friends, this now brings us to our fourth and final point. True saving faith in the Lord helps God's people and helps God's causes. It's a faith in action. It's a faith in action. It's not a static faith. True saving faith moves. It's a faith in action. Rahab, upon belief and faith, moved to the saving of her household. Hebrews 11.31 says, By faith the harlot 
Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. She was willing now to put her whole life on the line. Her allegiance had changed. The king had sent the soldiers to her house. She, those the soldiers quite, could have quite easily found the spies and then she would have got the death penalty. But you see, dear friends, true saving faith, a life for a life. My life now, I'm putting all my trust in the God of Israel now. I'm putting everything upon him now. That's true faith. Not, 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 not I'm holding things back. I'm all in. Has, have you got to a point in, that, in your life where you're all in like Rahab? You're nothing holding back now. You know, sometimes we can hold things back. I'm not letting go of these sins. I still want to stay in the, in the sins of Jericho. I'm all in. I believe I have to forsake sin. I have to forsake king sin. I have to forsake the, the, the earthly securities of this world. And I've got to put all my faith in the living God of Israel, she was willing to put her life on the line, a life for a life. By faith, she did this. And friends, I, I must say, one can hardly can tell in a much, the much nominal Christianity of our day that there is true saving faith out there. I mean, you, 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 we, we live, live in our society, don't we? If you truly, if you truly believed, if you truly believed that God saved you from an eternal hell through his love and mercy to you, wouldn't that move you? Wouldn't that move you every day in your family, in, 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 a ch- in your church, and in how that outpours to society? Wouldn't that move you to serve the Lord, to help God's people, to help God's causes? Why are, where are the, 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 the laborers? You see, true saving faith Dear friends, it moves, it helps, it wants to serve. I want to serve God every minute of every day in my home, in, in his church, and, and, and in society. He's coming. That's true saving faith. And it's very telling. It's very telling, dear friends, the days that we're living in. People say, oh, I have got faith, I believe in Jesus. But no heart for the Lord, no, not serving the Lord. And James's, James's epistle is very, very true in this respect. You see, true saving faith establishes gospel works. We show to the world that we are truly converted by our faith, by true saving faith. If we don't serve the Lord, if it's just about us, I'm just a maverick and Christian, I'll do what I want. I'm a super Christian, I don't need the means of grace. I don't need to, to go out and support and serve the Lord. That's not true saving faith. That's a dead faith. That's a static faith. We need true saving faith. And I'm not saying that we can, we can, we can all backslide, we can all, uh, our faith can wane, of course. True believers' faith. And God gives different gifts. We're not all preachers. We're, we're all used on the Lord, but we all want to serve and support this work. But where is it? Where is it in this town? Where are all the gospel preachers? Why aren't they there on the high streets? If they truly believed in the word of God and in hell and an everlasting punishment, where are they? True saving faith, dear friends, is missing, isn't it? True saving faith. True saving faith in the Lord is not ignorant of who God is and what they are by nature. 
It does not keep all allegiances. It believes in God's way of salvation. It's exclusive. And it, it is a faith in action. It's a moving faith, like Noah. Moved by faith, didn't he? To the saving of his family. Built that ark, as it were. And for 120 plus years, he put up with all the scoffing. He did that by faith. This faith, dear friends, cannot be attained simply by an intellectual grasp of doctrine. It cannot be done. Yes, that's helpful, and yes, we should give ourselves to study, especially of the, the main book, the, the, the Bible. Never, never give yourself to reading of all the books outside. The Bible must be your first book because it's the Word of God. But faith cannot be attained simply by an intellectual grasp of doctrine. We have more books of theology than all our forefathers that have gone before us, but we show not a third of the fraction of the faith that they had. We've got all the theology and learning in the world, haven't we? James 2, 19, 20 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. You see, the devils have a faith. The devils tremble. They know God. They, are, they know the truths of the Bible. They know doctrine. They tremble. Their, their faith is a dead faith. It's a static faith. They do not move. And then he says in James 2.20, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Faith without works is dead. True saving faith establishes gospel works. That's what James's epistle is all about. James's epistle is not talking about works that, that justify the believer. It's talking about James's epistle is exclusively talking about gospel works. Whereas in Romans, Paul is speaking about faith that that it justifies us. But James is concerned about the same faith. He's concerned about how our faith looks to an unbelieving world. That's, that's the difference here. James says, really, that true saving faith establishes gospel works. Those who are truly saved have the saving faith. They establish, they want to serve the Lord. They want to spend their time serving the Lord. Their allegiances have changed now. You've got to ask yourself the question then. Bear professors who do not serve the Lord and have such an inactive faith, it's likened to the devil's. It's likened to the devil's faith. What a thing. But this is James who's saying this. If your faith doesn't move you to wholeheartedly serve the Lord, it's not a saving faith. It's a dead, inactive, devilish faith. It's not wrought of the Holy Spirit of God. True saving faith, friends, is also a permanent, eternal faith. It's not a temporary one like the parable of the sower. It's, it's, we see with the parable of the sower, it, 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 it rises up quickly, then the, the cares of this world choke it, don't they? It's not a temporary faith. It's an indestructible faith. It's an everlasting faith. That's what true saving faith is. Because it's not of one's own making. It's wrought by the Holy Spirit of God. 
That's why the apostles said to the Lord, they said to the Lord, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. I need faith. That's why Jacob wrestled with, with the angel, with the Lord. He said, he said, bless me. I will not let you go until uh, bless me. You see, faith cannot be attained simply by intellectual knowledge. It's a gift. We must say, Lord, help that my unbelief. We must wrestle it and seek to have this indestructible faith. It's a gift of God, wrought by the Holy Spirit of God. Rahab had it. True saving faith, dear friends, is move, moves. It's a, a faith in action. True saving faith cannot be bought with money. True saving faith cannot be assailed by simply learning an, an intellectual thing. We, like I said, we've got all the, inter, all the things in intellect and theology in the world at the moment, but we see such little true saving faith. True saving faith cannot be attained by works because our works may be more to do with us than they are with God. The Lord Jesus says, didn't he? says, there will be many who come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, I've done all these things in your name, Lord. And the Lord will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In other words, their faith, or their pretended faith, was more about them than it was about God. Truth saving faith is all about God. It's all about what He has done. It's all about what He's done in my heart. It's all about His glory, not mine. That's what true saving faith is about. And this is what we see with Rahab. Yeah, true saving faith. True saving faith understands something of their wretchedness, of their sin, of their depravity. That's what she knew, Rahab, that she was a hell-deserving sinner. God's judgment was upon her. She was, she was convicted of that. And she was convicted that it was only the Lord that would save her. Only the God of Israel. True saving faith understands one's own sin. And how they utterly need to depend upon the Redeemer, Christ. And friends, how little do those know of true saving faith who think lightly upon their sin. Is this true of us? Can you say, do, do you think lightly upon your sins, sins of the heart and mind? Well, God, God, the Lord won't mind if I could just give my heart to these things, these, put my trust in these things. How little do those truly know of true saving faith who think lightly of their sins? True saving faith says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm the sinner here. I'm not that person over there. I'm the sinner. I'm deserving of hell because of my sin. God be merciful to me, a sinner. This God-given faith, dear friends, it works by love. Like it says in Galatians, it works by love. God has shown me such mercy through His Son that my life must be spent for Him. I've been forgiven much and I love much. It's, it's, it works by love. I know I'm forgiven through Christ. He has completely suffered and, and finished the work for me. He's taken my punishment. He has taken all my sin on that cross. He has borne away. And so this, this true saving faith, it works by love. It's not, it's not a, a faith that is in a... a, a it's, it lives in fear. It lives in love. I want to serve the Lord now. 
because of what He's done. He's delivered my soul. He's saved me. True saving faith says, as Jacob said, unless you bless me, I will not let thee go. True saving faith says, as Simon Peter said in John 6, 68, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Never gives up. Always, always seeking. Always wanting God's blessing. True saving faith is what it says in Hebrews 11, 1. It is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. We don't need outward miracles. We don't need visions. We don't need these things. And we, by faith in the Word of God and in the promises of God in Christ, we patiently wait, don't we? It is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. And like I said, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Hebrews 11, 17. Friends, a counterfeit faith will not stand on the day of judgment. It just will not stand. And therefore, it is upon each and every one of us to make sure that we have this true saving faith that is wrought by the Holy Spirit of God. And that means that we have put all our trust in the Lord. We have truly changed from the things of this world to Christ. That our allegiance has changed. We're trusting in His salvation now. Our dear friends, I really hope and pray this is true of all of us here. Amen. Feel free to contact us at Sovereign Grace Church in Tiverton. Email us at grace2seekers at gmail.com. That's grace2seekers at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can visit our website at www.sovereigngracereformedchurch.co.uk.